My number one concern has not been, are the restaurants going to open or when they're going to open? My number one concern has been, what's the status of my employees' mental health when they do come back? You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. And on today's episode, we have Chef Justin Thompson. So excited. Mike Bros and I are going to talk to Justin about what life has been like during COVID, but also about how working in the kitchen can really be beneficial for one's mental health. Before we get started, just a little background on the amazing Justin Thompson. So, he's the proprietor chef of the Justin Thompson Restaurant Group, co-owner of Farrell Family Bakery, and author of Trial and Error, Recipes and Lessons Learned by a Chef and Restaurateur. The Justin Thompson Restaurant Group was founded in 2011 with the opening of Juniper Restaurant. If you've never eaten there, it's amazing. And that is a locally sourced chef-driven farm-to-table concept here in Tulsa. And then within the following three years, the group expanded to add Prime Downtown Steakhouse, which is an upscale modern steakhouse, Tavolo, which is an Italian bistro, and 624 Catering and Events. So throughout his award-winning career, Justin has also taken time out to help nonprofits just like Mental Health Association Oklahoma. He's one of our longtime supporters. Thank you, Justin. Justin and his restaurant group have contributed to over 100 different charities in Tulsa since 2011. So with all that being said, let's get this thing started. The Mental Health Download starts now. How has, you know, maybe working in the kitchen at home, being with your family, how, because a lot of people are focused on, you know, there lots of people are making bread and, you know, like the, the social media is just covered in cookie recipes and things like that because people are so desperate to have an outlet for the anxiety and things like that. I know Mike has been making bread. Uh, Tell me where you get your yeast. That's what I want to know. I, uh, I <laughs> well, terrible luckily, time. Luckily, I own a bakery. Luckily, I own a bakery, and we have suppliers. So, so we don't really have a shortage of of <laughs> yeast and flour. And you know, my understanding—I've read some articles about that. My understanding is that you know, there, there's plenty of flour being milled and plenty of you know producers. It's just like you said, the demand for it has just skyrocketed because people actually have the time now being home. They, they want to do something to fill the time. Baking is a great activity to do with kids. You can get their hands dirty. You know, as a matter of fact, just this past week, I baked a, I baked a cake with my daughter for her, you know, for Mother's Day for her mom. And so I, I have, luckily, I get the chance to, to cook a lot with my daughter, which is at my house, which is half the time. Uh, so I get, I get a chance to, you know, play a lot with food and, and she learns sometimes, sometimes she's, I'll be honest, sometimes she's on the couch watching a movie and doesn't want to cook with me, but, but Yes, I, I have had plenty of opportunities to to cook dinners, to uh, to do some baking, just play with recipes and have fun, and and yeah, it's it's a good it's a good way to to eat up some time in the day, and a good way to you know kind of give a little bit of love back to your family because we're all kind of stepping over each other at this point. I mean, nobody's used to being home this much, so you know, my daughter not being in school, it is hard sometimes to fill the day with activities and. And cooking, thankfully, is something that, that I enjoy doing and kind of okay at. So, you know, I can teach her a couple of things and sometimes she learns, sometimes we just have fun. And, you know, sometimes she's just there to, you know, to, to eat the cookie dough before I bake it. I mean, it's whatever, whatever needs to be done. So what, what do you think it is about cooking and baking and just being in the kitchen? Why is that so beneficial to one's mental health? 
I think I think it's a number of things. I think if you consider that you use so many of your senses and it's something that, you know, eating and cooking is something that we do uh, as a society, as a community together. You know, we share foods that we love with people that we uh, that we love. You know, we, we finally perfect a recipe. And the first thing we want to do is call up our friends or family and ask them over for dinner so we can cook for them. Or, you know, we'll, we'll make something at home and bring it into work. I mean, I remember one of my employees is a, a bartender over Prime. You know, she bakes all the time and she's always bringing in little breads or cookies or sweets and everything because that's just something she loves doing at home. And it's something that, trust me, a lot of us at the restaurant, we, we, we appreciate very much and have missed a lot over the past month and a half. So I think it's just something that, that involves your entire body and brain and just stimulates you in, in so many different ways. And it's something that we do to, you know, to share love and show love to other people. You know, it's part of nourishing. You know, you nourish people with food. You nourish people with you know, the love he gives them. And I think it's very important that that we utilize what we have right now to kind of push out the anxiety uh, and bring in some of the good stuff. Yeah, Mike. Mike, what do you think? Why Why is working in the kitchen so beneficial for people's mental health, especially right now? Well, you know, I don't I don't relate to it from a restaurant standpoint. Just my own kitchen. It's it's to me, it's creative. I, I really echo all the things you're saying, Justin. You know, I, I always have to, my wife has been doing the salads. My son has been doing stir fries, which he just made stir fry lunch for me today. I, I, I finished it up right before I, we got on the, on the, on the, on the call on the, on the podcast. And then I do uh, breakfast or brunch. So I'm eggs, bacon, hash browns, toast. And then I make my own I have one bread recipe. I have more than one, but there's my one go-to. And we were able to, I finally told my wife, I said, go out to our church, put out something on Facebook that we're looking for yeast. And we traded a loaf of bread that it makes, what I make, it makes two loaves. And I traded them back a loaf of bread for some of their yeast. So I was able to make some more bread. And so uh, anyway, but yeah, but, but it it is, I've always felt like cooking, grilling, whatever, it's a creative expression. And it certainly, as you say, it's, you're giving something of you've made with your own hands, your own mind, your own soul back to people that you love and care about. And there's no satisfaction greater than to watch people relish that, you know, so it is a great mental health way right now. And we're like you say, we're we're at home more cooking and man, I mean, we're going through groceries at our house, you know, but, <laughs> but I'm also concerned just to, to switch gears a little bit. I'm really concerned about, and I think many people share this about our restaurants. I think all Tolstons are really concerned about our, our, you know, our beautiful growing, developing restaurant industry here and something that we all as Tolstons take pride in. And, and this is a threat to you guys uh, in different ways. And I really just like to hear you kind of maybe take some time, how that's impacted you, your employees as we've gone through this. Well, I, so let me tie all that back together. So first of all, I think that the, the public perception right now is that we're, you know, there's a lot of concern for restaurants being able to reopen and restaurants as entities, as businesses. And that's, that's great. I mean, I'm very grateful that people are, are concerned about how we reopen or how we're able to open with social distancing and, and all the concerns that people have about remaining safe. And that's, that's important because we do want to get back to work. But, but more important than that is, in fact, the mental health of our employees and all the employees of, of restaurants in Tulsa and this nation everywhere, really. The fact is, that, you know, you talked about about we make food for people that you love, and I touched on that too. Well, the restaurant industry is full of people that 
that work in the kitchens and work in the dining rooms that love doing that every single day. And that's why they chose this profession. They love cooking for people like yourself or for people like your listeners. They love cooking for people. And that gives them, you know, of course they make money doing their job, but it gives them the satisfaction of, of you know, the, scratching that itch of just, you know, wanting to take care of people, wanting to nourish people, wanting to, you know, share their talents and their creativity with other people in the community and have them enjoy it and get satisfaction. You know, I, I say that, and my restaurants, and I know a lot of people feel this way. I mean, we're, yes, we, we're in the business of, of making money, obviously, but, but we're also in the business of entertaining. You know, we get to host, you know, up until this all happened, we got to host a party every night for, you know, hundreds of people uh, and take care of them and help celebrate their, their birthdays and anniversaries and, you know, first dates and, you know, mourning the loss of loved ones and celebrating promotions. And, you know, all those things happen in restaurants. You know, we, uh-huh. yeah. we provide, we provide food and, you know, in my restaurants, we don't want the food to be the star of the show. We don't want the food to take away from what you're experiencing. We want our food to enhance what you're experiencing. So when you come in for that, you know, celebrating that 20th anniversary or, you know, celebrating your 21st birthday, or maybe it's a, a bachelor party, bachelor party, whatever it is, you know, we want our food to not take away, but enhance what you're already celebrating. And so when we have a large group of people that work for us, that believe that and, and love that as part of their lives, having this all taken away from them has definitely put a, a stress on all of those people. You know, one thing that the restaurant industry is also known for is, is I'm sorry to, to talk about this, but it's important to me, is, is drug and alcohol abuse. Right. Um, I myself quit drinking about a year and five, six months ago. It was August um, 27th of 2018. I completely quit drinking because, you know, I was finding that I was using that as an excuse to, you know, kind of not deal with some of the stresses of my life. And I feel like sobriety for me has has saved my life and has brought me closer to, you know, friends and family and, you know, my daughter. And, you know, it's something that, that I don't talk about a whole lot. Um, in fact, this is the first time that I've mentioned my sobriety. You know, I've never mentioned it in, in social media, never mentioned it to anybody else. And I figured this was probably the best time to do it because I have employees that talk to me about their sobriety. You know, I have, I have chefs, I have, you know, servers talk to me about what I'm experiencing going through the same thing. One of my chefs, you know, has been, has been sober about four months longer than me. You know, one of my, one of my managers, you know, has, has dealt with this. I mean, you know, this is a very important thing that, that we need to talk about in the restaurant community is not just, you know, getting people back to work and getting restaurants open, but making sure that everybody who's involved in the restaurant community, you know, is not spiraling downward at this point. This is the time where, you know, we reach out to our friends, to our family, to our coworkers, and make sure that everybody is okay and realize that this is a temporary, a temporary problem that, that we'll have to overcome. It's a new challenge that we have to overcome. You know, I mean, one of my one of my employees was 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 very worried about the fact that he has spent literally years perfecting his craft and years working on his his talent and and building up his uh, career to the point where he was afraid that we might not come back and he might not be able to do what he loves again which is I can't imagine. And of course, I've had some feelings like that, too. You know, what's going to happen after this? How are we going to get back to work? How what's it going to look like? Am I going to be able to do this for a career for for the rest of my life like I want to? And those are some significant real concerns that I have had that my my employees have had. And the, the best we can do right now is to realize that, you know, this is something that we really don't have much control over right now. 
we can control how we feel about it, how we talk about it, we control what we do in, in the day and make sure that we fill it with other fun activities, including cooking at home and spending time, you know, FaceTiming or, or, or talking to our friends and family on the phone. I mean, anything we can do to kind of, kind of kill the silence that we've all been surrounded by for the past, you know, month and a half, two months. And that's my, that's my biggest concern when it comes to restaurants and getting, you know, the sense of getting back to business, getting back to normalcy. I, I have my number one concern has not been, are the restaurants going to open or when they're going to open? My number one concern has been, what's the status of my employees' mental health when they do come back? What are they going to be okay? Are they going to be struggling with, you know, getting back into the groove of things? Are they going to be struggling with, you know, with slip and falls in their, in their, in their own addiction patterns? I mean, it, it's, you know, I don't make it a point to to involve myself in, in my employees' personal lives, but but when they feel like they want to talk to me about those things, I'm here to listen and I'm here to share my experience as well. And mine has been, you know, 18 years in this business as a chef, and and I've been through the best and the worst of it, and I've seen the best and the worst of what this industry does to you um, mentally. It's it's stressful. It's high energy. It's fast paced. You know, and you get off work and you're amped up from from working all night. And yes, you do go to a bar and you do have drinks. You do, you know, and there's a lot of, of people that that kind of fall down the rabbit hole and and don't leave the business when they were wanting to do other things in their life. So so it is a big concern. That's why I was I was very excited when you called uh, Matt because I just it's a rough time. It's it's hard. It's hard right now for people. And the, the frustrating thing about all of it is that in times like this, when you feel the most stressed and you feel the most overwhelmed and, and unsure, you know, physical touch, hugs, you know, pats on the back make the most difference in the world. I mean, I can remember times when I was at my lowest and, you know, a simple hug from my best friend was like, okay, I can handle today. You know, a hug from my daughter. Okay, I can handle the next couple of days. And, you know, we're missing out on a lot of that right now. So I'm, I'm excited to get some of that back in my life whenever that happens, too. So. Yeah, Justin, we can't thank you enough for, you know, your, your being so honest and open, not just about the, the industry, but your, about your own personal journey. And, you know, and that is something that we that I'm outside the industry in mental health, but you hear a lot of talk about alcohol and substance abuse, the the prevalence of it in the in the industry. And I'm sure there are many exceptions where that's not the issue, but you do hear about it. And and you know, I think to for you to have the courage to be to talk openly about it on on the podcast on Mental Health Download, uh, it usually takes somebody to have the courage to talk about it first, and that helps other people have the courage to talk about it. I mean, I hope that people have been filling their time with other healthier activities, but it, it is true. There's a lot of, I mean, alcohol sales have gone up tremendously in this country since, since this all started a month and a half ago. And, you know, it, yes, I, I understand that, you know, having a cocktail, having a drink, you know, can certainly, uh, can certainly ease some of the stress. And I don't have a problem with, you know, other people drinking at all. I, I just think that, there are people like myself that would take it a step too far. And, you know, and now I just don't take those steps at all. <laughs> so just prevent myself from going down that, that pathway. So if, if somebody is listening and they feel like they, you know, maybe they've just been drinking a little bit too much or, or you know, maybe they're just having a little bit too much stress. I mean, you know, I, I go see a therapist too. I mean, bef you know, before all this happened, I'd see a therapist, you know, every other week, sometimes weekly. 
nowadays, you know, that I can't go see her, I, you know, give her a call. We do online, you know, on phone chats. I, I think that, I think that mental health is, is such a, it's such an important part of our well-being in general. You know, we spend, you know, hundreds, thousands of dollars on going to, you know, gyms or buying the right shoes to go running or, you know, buying the right food to put on our body. And then all of a sudden, you know, we don't spend that kind of money or attention on our mental health. And really frustrates me about it uh, is our healthcare system. You know, a lot of times mental health therapy sessions, you know, aren't covered on insurance policies, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, if you're going to be concerned about, you know, the overall health and well-being of an individual, you should consider things like your your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, community health, even, you know, are you surrounding yourself with people that that are that are you know uplifting and and who you know see eye to eye with you and, and you know are you respectful to other people and are they respectful to you? I mean, there's so many things that that you know when you talk about the overall health and well-being of a person, we just don't focus on enough. We think that you know physical health is yeah sure we'll have health insurance for that and you could you know go get a broken leg fixed or or take the right pills and. And and then it's all said and done. But, you know, you need to be able to talk to people, talk to therapists. You need to be able to take care of your your own mental well-being as well. And it's something that that, you know, I put off for years and years and only recently, probably what, seven years ago, started seeing a therapist and two years ago, stopped drinking. And, you know, last year, you know, temporarily started taking antidepressant to get through some rough times. And, you know, I mean, if there's something that you're dealing with that you're having a hard time with, there are answers, there are solutions, you know, and you shouldn't be embarrassed about having to, you know, take an antidepressant or embarrassed to go see a therapist or to talk to somebody about maybe you're drinking too much. You should just care about yourself enough to say, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, go take that yoga class, go out for that long run, take a half a day off of work, you know, do whatever you need to do to to, to give yourself the peace of mind and, and trust yourself that you know what you need and love yourself enough to do it. Wow. You're phenomenal. Just, oh my goodness, you are so good. Wow. You know, hey, Mike, can you can you point people who may be working in the restaurant industry or just people in general who maybe they hear Justin's really powerful words and they're like, yeah, I do want to make that next step to connect to treatment uh, for alcohol or substance use or, you know, want to get connected with therapy. Can you just rattle off some of the amazing services that are available in our community? Yeah, of course. That's a that's a great point. Uh, you know, again, I, I just I'm just just so we're all so appreciative of Mental Health Association. It takes people like yourself that is somebody who's well known in the community in the industry to have that voice out there that people. Uh, can hear and identify with that are in the industry. But we want to remind our listeners about, you know, we are, one is the Mental Health Association, our Mental Health Assistance Center. And it's designed for people aren't sure where they need to go, how they're going to pay for the services or how they're what where they need to go, what exactly type of service they need. We certainly can do that and help them through our Mental Health Assistance Center through our main number at 918-585-1213. They can also access through our website, mhaok.org. But our other partners, uh, 12 and 12, 12 and 12. 
12 is a great partner for a drug and alcohol treatment here in the community. Again, they do the same thing. They will help people assess what is it you need, what's going on with you. And we refer to them. They refer to us all the time. Family and Children's Services, Counseling and Recovery Services, two of the key community mental health centers here in the community, Creoaks in the area. Those are all great community mental health centers. If it's further out, Grand Lake Mental Health. And again, wherever people are at, they might be hearing the podcast, the mental health download. If they're not sure in their area who to access, they can call our mental health assistance center and we'll try to help them. And, you know, again, I think this this kind of call in a way to people in the industry to uh, about self-care. You know, we in the Mental Health Association, in the mental health industry, we talk about self-care all the time. And I've been saying since COVID-19 started We sometimes have been guilty, I think, about treating it like checking a box. We need to to do better about self-care. But COVID-19 has really forced us to really, and it's not just physical health care, it's mental health care, emotional well-being, sobriety, all those. I know I've been talking about the universal mental health precautions. We've talked about mental, universal precautions, hand washings, physical distancing, all those sort of things that come with universal precautions. But we've been talking about mental health, universal mental health precautions, which, by the way, one of those that I mentioned is good nutrition. Good, you know, accessing good nutrition, getting your rest that you need, you know, being careful about not isolating, finding ways to reach out as you may be physical distance, not letting that become social isolation and also getting exercise, getting uh, physical exercise and trying to avoid excessive use of alcohol and other substances. And by the way, I just want to mention for our listeners that includes prescribed and non-prescribed. There's a lot of people out there who are right now taking prescribed medications that are highly addictive, particularly benzodiazepines, very commonly used that contribute to that. So I know I've talked to someone very recently who contacted me who was heavily addicted to benzodiazepines, and we were able to get them plugged into a local treatment provider here, and uh, hopefully they're getting better as we speak. But, but again, it is you as a someone who is really speaking forth and really communicating as a leader and giving that a voice that we very, very, very much appreciate to give others the courage, particularly in the, in the industry that you're in, in the restaurant industry, the, the, the courage to say, Hey, Justin Thompson's doing this and he can be transparent. Maybe I can do it too. So uh, thank you for that, Justin. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I, you know, like I said, my, my, my struggles and my journey, you know, started, you know, a few years ago and yeah, it's, I mean, it's taken me this long, uh, to actually talk about it openly. Uh, and like I said, you know, this is not something that I, I post on social media, but it is something that's, that's personal enough that I will talk to anybody about it that wants to talk about their personal experience and I'll share mine for sure. And I'm more than happy to help out, you know, mental association. And you mentioned 12 and 12. I mean, I've, I've done fundraiser dinners with them before. And, but I think that you, you mentioned uh, prescription and non-prescription drugs, alcohol we talked about, but, you know, there are plenty of other um, addictions that, that, you know, could be, could be troublesome for people right now, you know, over under eating anything that involves anything that, that provides a stress on people's mental mental health right now, you know, it doesn't have to be something like drugs or alcohol. I mean, if you're finding yourself 
struggling with something, some other form of addiction that that is preventing you from from enjoying your life right now, or at least you know getting through your day to day. There's plenty of people out there to talk to you about it, whatever it may be. So just something that that everyone should should take a moment to think about. You know, self evaluate and say, "Am I okay?" And if the answer is no, or I'm not sure, there are some people that you can reach out to, and you just list a lot of a lot of people, some phone numbers to call, and you know, I'm sure that you'll probably post something on your your uh, social media about who you can call for all those different things. So yeah, I definitely encourage anybody and everybody out there who even has the slightest thought that maybe they're struggling with something uh, mentally. Don't don't let it get worse, you know, because it will. The, the mind is a tricky thing and, you know, got to keep it in check sometimes. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, as we wrap things up here, Justin, I know you're busy. I do want for you to give tips for, you know, all of us who are, we, like I, I mentioned, we're so appreciative of people who are working in the restaurant interest, industry right now. We know they were, they're putting their, their health at risk for us. Can you just like maybe some of the things that you've been hearing uh, from your peers in the, in the restaurant industry, what, what would be a, a good way to show our appreciation when we are doing these curbside pickups or when dining rooms are opening? You know, what, what would you hope that the community uh, does to the little things to show appreciation to people who are serving us these amazing meals? Well, I think the the first thing that everyone could do, and this is something that doesn't just apply to restaurants, but everywhere is is just show a little bit of respect. I've realized that everyone's been kind of uh, cooped up in, in self-quarantine or whatever for the past month and a half, and everyone wants to get back out now and get back to some sense of normalcy. There are some, you know, there are guidelines and there are, you know, suggestions, you know, whether you're uh, wearing a mask out in public or whether you're, you know, if you go to a grocery store or whatnot, or whether you're keeping, you know, distance from other people or not going out when you have a cough or all those things. Uh, I would just encourage people to to remember to respect other people as if, you know, you were dealing with yourself. And it, specifically when it comes to restaurants, you know, if you're using a restaurant for takeout or curbside, make sure that you understand the, the restaurant's policies and that you're honoring those. So if they ask you not to come into the restaurant to pick up your food and wait outside, then please do that. And don't make an argument about it. If they ask you to, you know, wear a mask when you come inside their restaurant to to pick up your orders, please do that. You know, we also, we all understand that people have different opinions about what works, what doesn't work. But at the end of the day, you know, if you want to support our business, then number one, you support us by being respectful and kind and realizing that that they're just there to do a job because number one, they have bills to pay. Number two, they love doing their job. Um, and, and, you know, anything that shows any amount of disrespect to those people, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Why would you want to support that business with your money, but not support what policies they have in place to protect their employees and even protect yourself. Right. So I think that that's my number one is, is respect. I think that, that without it, you know, we see lots of problems. I read an article about an ice cream shop in Massachusetts that, that tried to open up and people weren't following their, their guidelines. And, you know, I understand everyone's been stressed for a long time and everyone wants to feel like something's normal again. And when you first get out, you feel like, well, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to do this. I, you know, but at the same time, there are people that are still very concerned about their, their, their physical health and mental health. And, and again, even if you have a different opinion about what is right, what's wrong, doesn't mean you have to force it on somebody else. 
be respectful, be kind. And remember that everyone's just trying their best to get through this and trying their best to go day by day. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for being here on the Mental Health Download. As we do at the end of every podcast, we ask our guests to say, which is Mike's rallying cry that we, he tells us often at the end of meetings is go do good things. But the, you know, I, I'm loving that we're getting to talk to you during May is Mental Health Month. And, you know, and a part of that is we have a campaign here at Mental Health Association called Be A Part. And it's about even though we have to be a part physically, we can still be a part of helping each other, showing each other respect, you know, all of those things that we can do, go and do good things, even though we are in this unique environment right now. I, I definitely encourage everyone to uh, be a part of the positivity and be a part of the solutions, uh, not part of the problems, not part of the, the you know, the, the pessimism that, that is abounds. There are always going to be negatives to every everything you, you come across, but there's always positives too. I, I remember one of my old bosses, change is inevitable, growth is optional. And I've been saying it to my staff too. I love that. Like, this is definitely a time for us to grow and us to face challenges and, and come up with solutions that we can all we can all live with, we can all uh, succeed from. So if you if you want a tagline, I would say, you know, be a part of the solution <laughs> more than anything else right now. So I love it. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that, Justin. Uh, if you don't mind, <laughs> love that. You know that that sounds good. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. That's uh, that's a great message. You'll probably hear it at all staff meeting on Friday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. With you. Thanks for thanks for inviting me again. I, I really appreciate being able to come on and, and talk about my experience and uh, what I've gone through and what we're dealing with in the restaurant industry. It, it really means a lot that that you would reach out to me. 